Hi, I'm Ellen, and I could do with a million days off. Hi, I'm Jaslyn, and if I was a superhero, I would like to have a purple cape with polka dots. Cute. (laughs) And this is... High Expectations! I wonder if it would be purple and white, which seems to be our kind of podcast colours. Yeah, High Expectations purple with white dots. Nice. Sounds fabulous. How big are the dots? Ooh, not like tiny but not huge either. Yeah, there's like a perfect size polka dot dot. It's kind of like a, I don't know, like a fingertip size maybe? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like a fingerprint size. Yep, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Perf. Yeah, I'm not wearing any polka dots today and neither are you. That you can see. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. Nah, not even my undies are polka dots. Anyway, now that you know what my undies look like... <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> are they polka dots? Are they not? Oh, Tune yeah. in to the next episode of High Expectations Podcast to find out. Just kidding. You won't be wearing the same undies. That'd be gross. Oh, two weeks time, I might be. <laughs> about a year ago, we started a series about obsessions. And I talked to Alan about a, at the time, burgeoning obsession with graphic novels. Yes. Oh, I have so much more to talk about since then. Yeah, the obsession's kind of gotten out of control. In more recent times, actually, I've just checked out four graphic novels from the library that I hope to read soon. I have kind of slowed a bit because, uh, yeah, just a lot of other stuff have come, has come up. It makes me sad. Like, sometimes it's hard to find time to read and sometimes you're just not in the mood. And there just feels like there's so many things going on. Also, I've been listening to a lot of fabulous podcasts, watching movies, because um, all of our podcast friends, you know... Cutaway's podcast, uh, Edmund is, you know, picture show, go, go. Just going to throw them all out there. Large Mind sent us and a whole host of others. Just hashtag. Damn girl podcast. Damn girl podcast. Just hashtag Lady Potterscott on Twitter, Facebook. You'll find us. A lot of movie podcasts. And so I've become really into movies so I can kind of catch up with. And even going out to the movies, which is something I didn't used to do. Graphic novels are still definitely a big part of my life, but it's gone into the back burner, unfortunately. On weekends sometimes, especially more recently, I've been trying to read some graphic novels. And since we last spoke, I have read many more, some of which our listeners actually suggested. I did. Which I can get into. And yeah. So, what are your questions for me? Do you have questions? I was listening back to the, the previous episode that we did, back in season one, and you mentioned that you had plans for last year to read, or the coming year, to read 60 books on Goodreads. Yeah. How'd that go for you? Really well. I read 65, I think. Wow, awesome. <laughs> Most of them were comics or graphic novels, yeah. <laughs> Not actual novels. <laughs> but I did actually read a lot of actual novels as well. So that was a good reading oh. year. This year, uh, I brought my reading goal down to 30. I'm currently on 18 books and I'm hoping to get there by the end of the year. But with a lot of comics, so I probably will be able to make it. I believe in you. Thank you. <laughs> And if I don't make it, it's not the end of the world. It's yeah, fine. fine. Stuff happens. Life gets in the way. Yeah, you know from previous episodes that I've had a lot going on this year, which is cool. Sometimes it happens. But if I go through like a major life change, I can't concentrate on anything. I can't concentrate on any movies or TV shows or graphic novels or books. And those are all the things I love. And that makes me so sad. Mm. But I'm just like, I'll clean my whole house <laughs> <laughs> instead. In the past year, I've heard you talk about various graphic novels that you've been enjoying you've shown me a few and i've been scandalized <laughs> standing in like a movie theater lobby you were like look at this page it was just like naked women having sex with each other oh that must have been ghost in the shell i never got a chance to read ghost in a shell because 
I'll explain. So I said before that I would read them at work, but if they get way too graphic, I kind of mm. have to stop. And I'm like, that was Black Hole. I was reading that one. I got so far through Black Hole. I almost finished. But it's so disgusting. It's such... If you like darkness and gross, mm. gross, gory detail, you'd like Black Hole. But I would not recommend it to many people. Not that it's not good, but it's so disgusting. Basically, Black Hole is about a group of teenagers. Well, lots of teenagers at high school. And they're all catching this disease that that's sexually transmitted. But the disease... <laughs> It's so gross. The disease causes a whole series of mutations, and it's kind of different in all people. So some mutants, as they're called, can look completely normal except for one thing, and other ones are just, like, completely gone. Like, they don't look like humans anymore. Wow. And a whole group of them hang out in the woods because they just kind of can't be part of society anymore. Here's here's just some of the things that can happen to the characters in the book. One of them can remove her whole skin. Yeah. Oh god. It's one of those things that just makes you internally shiver. Another character has do you want to hear these? They're so gross. Yeah, let's do it. Another character has a little mouth that sometimes talks, especially when he's having sex or when he's sleeping. <laughs> and it will say like his kind of like deepest insecurities, I guess. He gets in a relationship with another mutant, the one that can remove his skin. In his sleep, the little mouth will be like, we'll never work out, we'll never work out. And she'll wake up like, oh. One of them has a tail. And some of them just have like completely mutated, bulbous faces and completely deteriorating as people. And not, yeah, not able to exist in society. It's pretty gross and very psychedelic. And there's a lot of kind of dream sequences set in the 60s or 70s I think it's sick I haven't finished that one yet I wonder what happens in the end I should finish it I'm so far through god damn it (laughs) would you rather be able to remove all your skin or have a tiny mouth that screams your insecurity oh Jesus fucking Christ one you can cover up with a scarf and the other one like you can actually if she wears a swimsuit you can actually see all of her skin melting away I honestly really relate to this book because I have really bad eczema, as you probably already know, so that kind of makes me feel like a bit of a mutant sometimes. Like, my my skin does really weird rashy things that I can't help, and it makes me feel so gross about my body. Both would suck. I guess removing skin, because having, like, another kind of disembodied voice on your body would be fucking horrendous. What would you choose? Also, removing skin, you could just, like, freak people out at parties and stuff. Yeah, I, mean, I suppose you can freak people out with your extra mouth, but... Hell of a party trick. <laughs> I guess if you can't control the insecurity mouth, that would cause a lot of troubles. Yes. Whereas if you have removable skin, you can explain to people, hey, my skin comes off. And they'll be like, that's gross, but okay, chill. So I'll go for the skin. Yeah. And you can cover it up as well, I feel. You could cover both up. Oh, God. Oh, it's disgusting. All right, let's move on to something else. It's such a crazy okay, okay. Tell me about one I've heard a bunch about called The Wicked and Divine. Oh, yeah. Did I not talk about that last episode? No, you didn't know about it then. Oh, I didn't. No. Oh, my God. I've read so much since then. So, The Wicked and the Divine. <laughs> oh, God. Forgive me if I get this wrong. Every series of years, I can't remember how many years it is, gods uh, reincarnate back into life as people. And this time round, it's set in modern day. They've come back as like super famous musicians and rock stars. 
and they're all named after different gods and they have their characteristics. So some of them are gods of the underground, so they actually exist in London's underground. It's very cool. Just lots of other cool things. There's a Lucifer as well. That's only in the first volume, but Lucifer's probably my favourite character. They all have an expiry date. They all die. So they all exist for a short time. They kind of, I think they become gods at a certain point in their lives after they're born. And then at some, oh, within two years they die. That's it. They only have two years to live. But then something funny's going on. There's a conspiracy underneath it all. I won't spoil it too much. Won't like get into the pronunciation of the names because they're all quite hard to pronounce. But Dionysus, the Greek god, which people most people will be familiar with, is this god who can like make everyone in a big rave party kind of go into the sense of euphoria and they can just dance and be wild and this can last for like three days. Wow. Yeah. And lots of violence. It's great. Sorry about the spoiler with Lucifer, but it's literally in the first volume, so yeah, I didn't spoil too much. <laughs> Even knows Lucifer's a dick, so. <laughs> Lucifer's very cool in the book. Um, she's this androgynous woman, kind of like a Ooh. yeah, like Annie Lennox maybe. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Quite like a lot of um kind of David Bowie references in her character, and every single one of them kind of you can you can relate to actual musicians I think like there's a character that's a lot like Prince and I don't know if all of them are based on musicians but I feel like Baal I think is how you say his name is a lot like Kanye West (laughs) (laughs) he's very full of himself yeah oh it's funny comics kind of don't stick in your mind as well as novels you can't I can't really remember all the plot points but so Saga is about it's there's a big war between two you know groups of people or races or whatever you would call it one's on a big planet and another one i think is on a moon and they've been having this war for just forever and they're sworn enemies but instead of a romeo and juliet thing a guy from one side they they all have these kind of hooves come out of their head a woman from the other who has wings so they can fly yeah they fall in love (laughs) and that's a big no-no in and of itself because um pretty sure she helps them escape from prison and they run off together the worst part of it is that they have a baby. They have this kind of like half-breed baby. And they're basically uh, getting a whole bunch... In the earlier books, they're, they're running away from assassins who want to kill them and take their child. So mean. And the, the stakes are very, very high. And a lot of shit goes down. And yeah, it's cool. pretty damn good. Is that one where that's got some kind of sexy pages as well? Very much so. I also did read that at work. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to someone today about graphic novels and they said that they they knew a few of them but they mostly related in their head as being soft porn and I said well yeah. I said well <laughs> yeah from some of the pages that I've seen that's not too far off <laughs> I've seen some like pretty saucy pages but it's like anything it's like Game of Thrones or uh, movies nowadays anything books even anything you read is like has very heavy violent and sexual content because that's yeah. what people are interested in but i would i would disagree that it's soft porn because it's a medium yeah. so it's a medium exactly. for storytelling yeah so sometimes storytelling involves a lot of sex and violence and i think comics in general definitely lean more to that kind of th- those kind of themes but you can also get incredibly wholesome comics like lumberjanes <laughs> Yeah. Which is about, yeah, basically a bunch of little queers who <laughs> all hang out at a summer camp and they're trying to overcome some sort of supernatural powers that are affecting all of the animals and even people around them. That all kind of teaming together. Interesting. 
it's um it's, i think it's for definitely for a younger audience but like i said yeah wholesome or um i haven't had a chance to read it yet it's on my to read pile but this one summer is a yeah young adult one <sighs> there's lots there's lots i could talk about that are basically i mean you know there's sex but there's no like sexy bits in anything by lucy nisley and i've read how do you say her name the one that did relish i talked about in the last episode i think it's Niz- nisley Anyway, anyway, somebody write in, somebody pedantic write in, tell me how wrong I am. Well, I've read Italy. pretty much everything she's written, um, including something new. And like, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's like one or two think, times when she refers to sex, like they are adult mm. novels, but hardly ever. Hey, sex happens all the time. Exactly. And like sex is a part of life. We should talk about sex, but it shouldn't kind of be the main focus. That is porn. If sex is the main focus, then that's pornography. Unless it's um, Lars von Trier's Nymphomaniac, which arguably is pornography. (laughs) (laughs) I'll state my credentials for the last year of graphic novels. Okay. In the last 12 months, I've read zero graphic novels. (laughs) I was thinking, I was like, what are you going to talk about? That's my credentials right there. Have you read any of um, Gus's comic scenes? Yes. There you go. You've read some of them. I've read a comic. I have read some of Questionable Content webcomic. Oh, I've been reading a lot of Questionable Content. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm so far behind. That's good. It's the old stuff's the better part, anyway. Is it? Oh, okay. Lots of fun the new stuff at the moment. Oh. Mm. Does it still have all the same characters? Yes. I really want spoilers, but when I look at the newer stuff, I just have no idea what's going on. Anyway, I won't spoil it for myself and all of our listeners. <laughs> okay. Justine from the Cutaways podcast says that she is enjoying the Buffy the Vampire Slayer series and the Angel and Faith series, plus the new Buffy High School series. Sounds fun. There's a Buffy High School series. Wow. Didn't even know that. Isn't that set in the high school? I don't think so. They're definitely older than high school age. I thought Buffy the Vampire Slayer was a high school student. Maybe to begin with. Is it? I've watched Buffy. I don't remember her being a high school. Maybe she was in the movie. In the movie. In the great movie. <laughs> I don't need to look this up. I know you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> One Person's Trash is our treasure podcast. Is enjoying Saga at the moment. Yeah, Saga's great. Just talked about that. Home Video Hustle is enjoying Punisher Max comics. Oh, I never heard them. Well, I found out that Max is a like an adult line of comics, which is related to the next suggestion from Besotted Geek podcast who's reading Old Hellblazer and Alias, and they're like the Max versions of Jessica Jones and Constantine. Okay. And he says, One I haven't read, we have that my wife liked, is this one summer. Right, yeah, that's Hmm. on my to-read list. Giant Days, which is a comic, but has at least a few trade paperbacks out. And he has good things about Lumberjanes, but has never read. Right, yeah, like I said, I feel that Lumberjanes is kind of for a younger audience. Mm. Two Girls, One Film... The Now of Brown. They're waiting for the Clueless graphic novel. <laughs> Austin versus Bronte podcast. Spinning by Tilly Walden. And they're rereading Runaways before the TV show. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> and a Twitter account called Graphic Novelism says Tom King's Mr. Miracle is the most inventive and unnerving book in years. Wow. Interesting. Some dude called Matthew M. Hey, Matthew. Out to Matthew <laughs> says the boy and why the last man Amanda's picture show podcast 
Patricia Agogo podcast says blankets. Oh, I've read that one, I think. Lily says Brian Lee O'Malley and Leslie Hung's new series, Snot Girl, that she loved Scott Pilgrim and Seconds. Yeah, I've read all of those recently. Not Scott Pilgrim, but the other two. Let's talk about blankets. Blankets. I want to make sure I've got the right one. I think it's a lot about him as a young boy. And then it's about his first relationship, which doesn't quite work out. But she makes him a quilt. Oh, cute. Yeah. It's quite sad from memory. And a lot of it is set in winter. So it's very snowy and quite a beautiful graphic novel. I think so, anyway. Am I thinking of the right one? I just typed blankets into Google and guess what I got? Blankets. Literal blankets. I'm an idiot. Maybe I've got the wrong one. Let's see. No, I have read that one. I can't say I remember it super well. That's another problem with graphic novels. I think they don't stick in your brain as well as, dare I say it, novels. Oh, yeah. He's really highly religious. Yep. Most of the first half of it, or the first part of it, is him talking about him and his brother, and they're very poor. So they have to sleep in the same room. I think in the summer it's really hot, and then in winter it gets really cold, and... It's interesting. It's, it's just kind of a slice of life kind of thing, tale. But it goes on for quite, it's quite a big, substantial book. It reminded me of the meme of the week. It was the meme of the week. So it's like a chat conversation. And someone says, you know what I've always wondered? How do tall people like you actually sleep at night when the blanket can't possibly cover you <laughs> from your shoulders to your toes? And they get replied, dude, it's four o'clock in the fucking morning. And they reply, so... You can't sleep, huh? A minute later. Is it because of the blanket? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, tell me about Snot Girl. Okay, so I read Snot Girl really recently, so thank God I think I can do a better plot summary. So Snot Girl is a fashion blogger called Lottie. She also has allergies. Oh, relatable. Like, real bad. It is quite relatable, which is quite cool. Hence, Snot Girl, because she gets snotty. Oh, I get she it. has allergies. But no one's allowed to kind of know that she has allergies. It's kind of a secret life. And um, she's gone on this entirely new medication in the book, in the comic. I think it's kind of distorting her perception, or it's, or yeah, she gets very drunk and then she spills her pills everywhere. And there's this incident that happens with a new friend she's made where she falls over and then she blanks out and she can't remember anything that happens from there. And that's sort of the first volume follows that story, like, did something bad happen? And did that person die? Did they not die? And just, yeah, just kind of that unreliable narrative or yeah, not being able to rely on your own state of mind. But it also is a lot about, like, being a young person and having friends that suck kind of the fashion blogger industry or like how the internet affects your life or yeah presenting an image of yourself out to the world and the actual person that you are I think that's kind of what it's trying to set up but also just really satirizing that whole online Instagram culture like hashtag so on and so forth right it's pretty good I wouldn't say it's written by the same person as Scott Pilgrim and Seconds I think it's Brian O'Malley and I would say <laughs> Scott Pilgrim and Seconds are vastly superior. However, Snot Girl is still worth reading. So, secondly, tell me about Seconds. <laughs> okay, so Seconds is, again, quite a hefty graphic novel. And I read this recently as well. And in all of itself, it's a complete story rather than Scott Pilgrim, which is a whole series of different comics. Also very good. 
I highly recommend reading Scott Pilgrim, even if you've seen the movie. This is like a adaptation shout out. Like, it's a adaptation because, mm-hmm. <laughs> because the ending for the film actually came out before the last novel was written. So the end part of the last novel is very different and oh. very, very creepy and very cool. Yeah, so highly recommend reading those if you're into comics. Seconds, back to topic. It follows... I'm meant to be good at remembering names. I think her name is Katie, but I could have just made that up. I don't trust myself anymore. Through the magic of editing, you'll get it right every time. (laughs) Thank God we edit. Shade. Shade to all who don't edit. Yeah, shade. So she's a chef, and she has a little restaurant. Actually, quite a large restaurant that's very well regarded called Seconds. I guess the idea is like I want to come back for seconds but it's a play on words because she discovers that she has the power to eat a mushroom that kind of the spirit of the house gives her because there's like house spirits in this book and she can reverse back a mistake that was made time travel so she does this for good because one of the employees I think her name's Hazel burns her arms really badly with a lot of hot fat and she's like oh god if if this didn't happen if that didn't happen no one would have been negligent enough to let that situation result so i'll go back in time and change these things but of course she finds more mushrooms and begins to abuse the system and once she starts abusing the system the house spirit's like yo you've got to stop this shit and it just gets more and more out of hand and she becomes further and further away from a true reality but the best part of it is that She's like, I wish I was still with my ex-boyfriend. And then she has to kind of deal with the reality of giving over her independence to somebody else. Because she's creating this whole new restaurant, which is going to just be called Katie's. But he, when, once he's in the scene, he... This is a bit of a spoiler, but he redesigns the whole restaurant. And, like, the name and everything. And she's like, this is all crap. And she, that is, she says, and I can relate to this so well, being a strong-willed woman... She says, like, what have you done to my restaurant? And he just, like, goes off. And he's like, what do you mean, my restaurant? It's our restaurant. And it's obviously a real point of tension between them and this new couple that she's just woken up and arrived in again. Yeah, and I can really relate to that. Because, you know, when you're in a couple and you're, like, you're sharing things or trying to share things, accomplishments together, and then you accidentally say, oh, my thing. And they're like, no, it's not your thing. Stop trying yeah. to take ownership over it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Totally know. And, yeah. like, that was really relevant and hit me on the head. And also, she's 29, which is quite cool because Scott Pilgrim is, I think, 22 or 23. Oh, maybe he's older than that. Often in these graphic novels, they're mid to late... 20s which is quite a cool age group because mm. otherwise you're kind of reading about like yeah the lumberjanes which are really young and um not as relatable really if you're older like me and you're looking for adult graphic novels that are yeah. relevant i very much like seconds i think you'd like seconds too jaslyn i think it sounds like my kind of graphic novel i was just did a google image search of seconds and they're really cute as well, eh? I can tell that's the same artist from Scott Pilgrim. I think in some ways it's even cuter than Scott Pilgrim, the way oh, Scott Pilgrim was drawn. It's true. It seems to be a very red book. Yep. A red in the pages. The one thing that's really made me giggle, someone's done a review of it, and they haven't spelled analysis right, <laughs> and it just looks like anal isis. language though because it's got a little oh maybe it is <laughs> my mo- am i mocking the wrong people <laughs> i don't know but whatever language that is it looks like anal anal isis it's like anal isis oh no 
yeah, on my list, to read list is, I think it's volume five or volume six of, no, volume five it must be, of The Wicked and the Divine is on my to read list. The second volume of Monstrous. I can tell you about the first volume if we have time. Do it. So Monstrous, again, is like a super complicated series of comics that I can't remember super well because it's hard to retain things. It's real dark and gory and real gross, but like in a good way. There are sort of three different types of people. This ancient race of, I don't know, they sound like gods or kind of like royalty or something. And then they're just people. And then they're like a mix of the two. It's kind of a lot like Saga in that this mix of the two species is just completely like third class citizens and they're um, enslaved and jailed and the humans even like the witches because they're witches they use Mm. their bones like kill them grind them up and use their bones to live forever and be youthful forever sick eh wow and so it follows the main protagonist who is one of these types of people so she looks a lot like a person but she's actually kind of part animal and um she's lost her arm probably from you know, these horrible things where they're removing your limbs. I can't quite remember. But she's also got this thing going on where she's got this big monster inside of her that will sometimes take over her and she can't control anything that it does. So it might just kind of like eat anything inside or destroy things and she has no control over herself. And I think a lot of the series is trying to her trying to grapple with this thing inside herself that can cause such destruction and also escape and save herself and, and others. And there's like a real cute little foxy thing. Oh, okay. You should look it up. It's really cute. It's hard to spell. Like, it's, it's like mon- monstrous. Like, mon- yes. Oh, it's There it is. A oh, and the cats. There's also cats oh. and they know everything. Like, oh. and they speak in, I think they speak in verse. The art is so different to seconds. It is, isn't it? Very detailed. Very kind of. Manga. It's influenced. Almost like sepia tone and feel. Yeah. The gold plated things. Well, when I was doing a How Do I Comic thing with Gus, our good friend of the podcast, Gus, he was saying that when you make comics, you can kind of communicate the tone that you want to see it through colour. And I think that you, when you look at one of those images, you immediately know that you're kind of in for like a dark ride. (laughs) Makes it less appealing to me because I like my bright colours. That's why I thought you'd prefer Mm. seconds. Sure. You know what I like, girl. (laughs) What else is on my to-read list? Yeah, Within the Divine. Uh, this one's Summer, which I've heard so much about, which was on our list. Yeah. I was going to reread Lock and Key, which is something that Hadley, who listened to the podcast and also works with Jaslyn, suggested. Who was like, oh, you should check out Lock and Key, which is by Joe Hill, which is the oh, yeah. son of Stephen King, I understand. I was told when I was reading oh, it. Cool. I think it's in either six or seven volumes. And it is actually incredible. I love Lock and Key. It's hard because it's very dark again. It's so worth reading because the concept of it is so interesting. So it's about a family and the father dies um, and he sends them to this house that will protect them. They don't realize it at the time, but it's like got supernatural powers, which will look after them. But it's quite hard to explain. Basically, there's a whole series of keys in this house and they can do certain things. So it can unlock doors, which can change you into an, um, into an animal, or it can make you dead, or it can change your gender, or like there's so many different keys that do different things. There's Anywhere Key, which I think the Ooh. first book is about, and that's like you think of somewhere you want to go, you unlock the door, and you can go to that place. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. The lock and key is literal. Yeah. 
but they're called. I think their last name's Locke. Oh, okay. So that's why it's Locke. That's what I was assuming that it was about a guy called Locke and a guy called Key. Yeah. yeah it was Locke and Key. Uh, that's what I thought too, but it's not. It sounds like an old 70s police drama. Yeah, no, it's not. It's about a bunch of kids trying to grapple with death of their father, but also overcome this evil that lives in this house because, you know, basically with the great power of the keys and there's also this kind of evil force that exists in the house or near the home, there is a, what would I call it, kind of a demonic spirit that exists in the in the wishing well oh something i was going to bring up that i thought was really interesting and you know relevant to our podcast and probably a lot of our listeners is there is the middle child is obviously a female character her name's kingsley and because they're dealing with death they discover it's so cool they discover a key which can unlock your head and you can see what's going on inside your head Oh. Yeah, and she's like, oh, okay, so you can put anything in. So if you wanted to study for a test, you could unlock your head, put a whole book in, and then you would be an expert on it for the test. But she decides that she wants to remove sadness and fear. Oh. So she removes both of those emotions, and she exists for quite a few of the books without any fear or any sense of sadness. Without those emotions, it's really interesting what happens to her. Lovely. Yeah. This is just really, really imaginative. So much going on. Like, I just, such a credit to great storytelling. And yeah, I think that the format of comics means that there's so much more you can do with them. Like, it's so easy to consume just so many different volumes. And so much can be, you know, they, it's true what they say. Like, a, a picture says a thousand words. So, with a novel, you would have to say so many more words to convey what an image could. There are challenges, don't get me wrong. Right. But I think as a reader, it's so easy to consume graphic novels. One thing I was going to ask you yeah. is last time you were into graphic novels, but you hadn't really gotten to, quote, comics. Oh, yes. The shorter form kind of serialized yeah. kind of version. Have you now? Do you mean kind of like the conventional superhero Superman kind of comics? Like, have I got into that? A little bit. Like I ventured more into that. And I think it's still very hard for me to pick up on. One, because if you go for, say, Superman or any any comic hero, just name any one, you will be starting at book 50. You know, there's so many books. You couldn't possibly ever catch up. There's so many different versions of it and revisitations. And it's very, very hard to get into just from nowhere. But I have tried a little bit, especially with female characters, because Marvel did this thing with X-Men where they turned Wolverine into a woman. Like, she was cloned into a woman. Okay. And I read the first one of that. It was called, like, All New Wolverine. Yeah, that was really interesting because it was about her and her clones. And it was all just kind of about, like, women kicking butt. And that was very cool. My other problem with the comic book is that, just like with magazines, I read them from the back to the front. Right. Every, every time I can't read a magazine from the front to the back. Why is that? It's just a thing I do. <laughs> It's weird. It is harsh. I pick up a magazine, like always flip to the back page, and I go backwards. With a novel, I'm I'm normal. I can just like go. <laughs> That's interesting. You're such a weird person, like in the best way. <laughs> just like I don't like this. I like that. I like doing it this way. I like doing that way. And you know yourself, and it's cool. You... Oh, I didn't even talk about Paper Girls. <laughs> paper Girls is four girls in the '80s, and they do a paper run, and then they're like, wait. Something weird's going on here. And everyone they know disappears. Oh. And then they meet these people from kind of like another dimension or maybe the future. 
Anyway, there's some mysterious shit going down, and then they get landed in the future, and they meet themselves grown up. Oh, man, I love the art for it. It's beautiful. And look at that. Like, you just get these whole pages Mm. with all of this detail for no reason other than to look incredibly beautiful. Very bluey purple hue. But yeah, there's these big scary monsters. Oh, wow. And I've read this first and second volumes. I have them at home, and I would very much like to read the third one. I'd actually really like to read the second volume of Snot Girl now that I've read the first volume. I'm like, what's going to happen? But they didn't have that at the library, of course. And yeah, like I said, monstrous. I'm quite looking forward to that second volume I've got at home. And Wicked and the Divine, of course. And the ongoing saga of Saga. Yeah, I've kind of got lost on Saga. This weird thing happened where I was like, oh, I should get the next one out. And then I'd already read it. And I can't, I don't know where I am anymore. <laughs> I don't know where I'm up oh, to. No. <laughs> Maybe I should just start from the beginning again. Just take that ride again. If this isn't graphic novel related, yeah, I'm really excited about that. And I'm also really excited about St. Vincent. Do you have random like albums and TV shows and stuff and movies that you're excited to watch and listen to? Obviously waiting for St. Vincent as well, but I was also quite keen for the new Star Trek show to start. Yeah, you've talked about this quite a bit. And I've seen three episodes now and I think I'm going to stick with it. Oh yeah, you're gonna keep watching it. Yeah, oh, that's exciting. Stick with it. I heard there's bit, there's more diversity. Is there? Yeah, there is. That's cool. Yeah, of course, like sure. you can't really put out a TV show these days without there being more diversity. Yeah, that's cool. Anything right. else you're looking forward to? Oh, there's a new Billy Corgan album out next week. Are you excited about that? Mildly. <laughs> but yeah, not gonna no, get your hopes too high. Okay, yeah. Okay. Well, let us know what you think. Of all of my awful pronunciations and my mistakes inevitably and forgetting things. Yeah, if you know friends who enjoy graphic novels, send them a link to this episode. Tell a friend. I think I've got credentials there. You've definitely got credentials. (laughs) I read a lot of graphic novels. Read good ones. Oh wait, one more thing I have to say. New episode (laughs) of Podstalgic Podcast just came out. It features me, Jasmine, talking about the movie That Thing You Do. And it's really great discussion, and Peter's really nice. And I recommend you go to Podstalgic and go listen to it. There'll be a link to it in the show notes. We've also got some other exciting things coming up, other crossover episodes. We do. I think you should subscribe already to Amanda's Picture Show at Go Go <laughs> and Use Your Voice podcast. Oh, you're going to be on that? We both are. Are we? Yeah. When? Next week. <laughs> I didn't know it's that. It's probably already out. Go listen to it now. What's the Use Your Voice podcast? It's all about using your voice. Okay. It's oh, cool. I don't know we're on it, but Shout I'm out excited. to Alison. Bye. Bye. Hi, this is Amanda from Amanda's Picture Show A Go Go and Culture Pop A Go Go. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. You know you want to because High Expectations is awesome. If you have any comments or questions, please send an email to highexpectationspodcast at gmail.com or leave a comment on a post. You can find the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at High Expectations Podcast or on Twitter at High EX Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, or wherever you enjoy your favorite podcasts. Have a great week! My brain just broke. Because when I think indoors women, I just like think like plaid shirts. Plaid shirts is large bus in Yeah, true.